I enjoy meeting people, talking to people, learning about their lives, learning about their inspirations and their motivations, and that often uh, motivates and inspires me. And this is what this podcast is all about. It's me talking to real people about their real stories. So I'm an Ekpore. Welcome to Nettie's Conversations and please join me on this journey to feeling motivated and inspired by real people. Hello, welcome to the first, um, the inaugural episode of my new podcast, Nettie's Conversations, where I'm going to be talking to real people about real influences and motivations and things that have gone on in their lives. So for this first episode, I decided to talk to someone who's very close and very special to me, and that's my dad, Malcolm Taylor. Um, and I'm going to be talking and focusing on my dad's love of films, which has been passed down to me. Um, I've got a great passion for films now and I love talking to dad about it and I just thought it would make an interesting podcast episode um, for anyone who's already interested in films. Um, it will hopefully, there'll be hopefully things that dad says that, that you can um, nod along with and agree with. Um, for anyone who possibly doesn't know as much about films as my dad, um, it might pique your interest and also there might be tips and films that, and advice um, where you can go and watch films after listening to the podcast. So just wanted to give you a bit of background to dad first. So Malcolm Taylor, um, born 1936 in, I was going to say Salford when we were first chatting. Manchester. But Dad's correcting me, and it's Manchester. When did it become Salford, Dad? As always, it was, I was born in Manchester. Oh, you were born in Manchester? Yeah. Oh, okay. So in some in St Mary's Hospital, Manchester. Oh, okay. So it's just that you were born there, right? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, so Dad was born in Manchester. Um, and just to say, um, uh, just to rewind a little bit, the podcasts are obviously something that I can say, to be fair, and what Dad are very new to you, the whole thing of podcasts. Absolutely. <laughs> So, so, and he has warned me that he's feeling very relaxed at the moment and might fall asleep. So if you do hear any snoring, I'll just give Dad a little bit of a nudge and we'll carry on. So yeah, going back um, as a little bit of an introduction, um, I just, I don't know, from, from first remembering watching television when we only, back when I was born in the 70s, we only had three channels, I think, three channels... Is that right, Dad? Maybe, yeah. Yeah. Um, and usually uh, it, the films that Dad would like would be on BBC Two, I would say. Not necessarily. They used to have the odd one on ITV. On ITV. But mm. but there wasn't much choice. There was no um, smart devices. There was, other than maybe playing cards, as a child, you would either watch TV or be play out with your friends or probably just get bored. So I, if Dad was watching a film, invariably I would wander in and watch the film with Dad. Dad's kind of, I don't know what your pained expression is. That's oh, okay. true though, Dad, I okay, did. Okay, fair enough. Okay, fair right. Enough. Now the only films that I didn't like growing up was Dad's, we'll talk about this later, was Dad's obsession with westerns. Um, it wasn't um, one of my passions. But yeah, I had a, a great memory of films and I think... Um, when I talk to people now, um, 
I've watched a lot of black and white films and I know I meet a lot of people who are even my age who probably either don't think they like the black and white or the older films, let's say, and possibly haven't had that level of experience. So I feel quite grateful that I, um, Dad introduced me to some absolutely amazing films and I'll probably talk about some of my favourites later. And um, still now, you still contact me and say, oh, there's a good film on that you want to watch. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so just to get Dad talking, and I might move the microphone a little bit closer to him because you've got a bit of a frog in your throat, haven't you? Um, so, yeah, so where, where did all... If you're going to go and take yourself back, where did your passion for films start? Well, it was a friend of mine. He used to keep a diary of all the films he watched. And, and I used to go to the films with him. We used to go all over Manchester. And so I followed suit. Unfortunately, after about a couple of years, he lost his diary and gave, it, gave, it, gave up the idea. And then he moved away eventually. So I was ending up going on my own. But again, you could travel all over Manchester and feel safe in those days. Mm-hmm. And of course, the majority of films I used to watch again were in black and white. And that love of black and white has stayed with me throughout my life, actually. I still prefer black and white films, even now. So just going back to the diary then, what did you write in the diary? What was this for? Just the name of the film, the, the main actors in it, and the director. And the, if I knew it, the company that produced it. So you well, didn't have any kind of review of the film? No, I just, never did that. No, no. Just a straightforward diary of the film I saw, that was it. Okay. Um, and so, do you remember? So, did you go? Was it Saturday morning cinema? Is that what you used to go no, and watch? I used to go all up, uh, anytime. In, in those days, when we started, you couldn't see films on a Sunday. That was, you know, they weren't shown on Sundays then. Okay. So, uh, what what age? Just remind me what age you are when this is all happening. Um, about sixteen. Oh, 16. Mm. But before you did this, though, you did, did you go to, were you interested in films before you decided to...? Well, I think the very first film I, were, I ever saw, I was told by my mother, it was called They Died With Their Boots On. Now, that would have been the black and white film. It might have been a, a semi-western with Errol Flynn, I think. Right, OK. Not one of your favourites, though. Can't remember, I can't remember much about it. I was only a child at the time. I know, but you watch films again, though, don't you? Oh, I do, yeah. But you've not seen that one again? I don't think I have, actually. No. So it was you and... Did you say it was Michael? No, Donald. Donald, OK. Yeah. You and Donald um, that did, did uh, these books. So so you're 16. So how many times a week, then, were you going to the cinema? Well, <clears throat> I suppose... So, so I remember before I went in the RAF, I was going two or three times a week. And so when you go in the RAF, they fill in your statistics... Mm-hmm. And I remember my, uh, how shall we say, in a way you're fair-haired or all, I was classed as pale because I never spent any time outdoors at all. <laughs> I was going to the cinema all the time. So you were a little bit like a vampire who yeah, only, um, yeah. only came out at night. I used to see all sorts of rubbish. Um, <clears throat> but I still like black and white films. And there's certain films that stand out for me in black and white. So go on then, what films are they? Well, the... the, the um, the Third Man, of course, directed by Carol Reed. So what's the third... For anyone that's not seen The Third Man, if you were going to kind of give a synopsis, what's it about? I think it takes place five years after the end of the Second World War in Austria. Mm-hmm. And the director used Vienna as a location 
I don't think he had he might have had the odd few studio shots, but most of it was shot in location. And also, the um, the theme music was on a zither. Mm, the Harry the Lyme theme. theme. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I also feel, again, for sheer entertainment, he cannot beat Alfred Hitchcock. Yes, no, I agree. So I think my... Um, yeah, Alfred Hitchcock is definitely one of my favourites, although there are certain ones that I probably won't want to watch in the house on my own still. Obviously, Psycho is yeah, that one. Well, yeah, and, and, all, and if, you go to, if you go to... I have been to hotels where it does... You do, I do look at the wall and think... Is there a little peephole yeah. in there? Yeah, no. <laughs> I think following that film, I don't think many people used to enjoy having a shower no. for a long time. Now, there is a fact that you told me about Psycho, which, because it was filmed in black and white, yeah. do you remember the fact that you told me about Psycho? What was that? That was what was the blood, what was used for the blood in Psycho. I can't remember that. Can no. you remember? No. Okay, so what was, so for anyone that's listening, um, and it was you that told me, Dad, um, I suppose the assumption for blood is something red, I don't know, um, oh, yeah. tomato ketchup, but because it was black and white, they obviously didn't need to use anything red. So it was chocolate sauce. Oh. It was chocolate sauce that. because that had the consistency mm. of um, of the blood. Now, obviously, there's lots out now, isn't there, about um, Alfred Hitchcock's little bit of an obsession with blondes. Yeah. Yeah, so he was... So it's Janet Leigh, wasn't it, yeah. that was... And she's Jamie Lee Curtis's mum. Yeah, mm-hmm. and she was married for a short time to Tony Curtis, yeah. is that right? Yeah. You see, this is all the information that I've retained that Dad's um, taught me. Now, the other Hitchcock that I really like, I'm not sure what your thoughts are, are is Strangers on a Train. Oh, yeah, yeah. Also, I mean, Hitchcock was very experimental. He wasn't afraid to try different things. Like what? In, fact, in the film Rope, he just used the one set... And used to use very long takes as well, so that um, to test how good he was with it. Um, and there's another film he made like that. And I think one of his most famous films, of course, is Vertigo, isn't it? Did you ever see that? No, do you know something? I don't think I have ever seen Vertigo, and, and yeah. that's ridiculous that I haven't mm. seen it, and everyone talks about Vertigo. Again, that, that, that was in colour, of course, yeah. with one of his favourite actors, that's James Stewart. So what's what's so special about Vertigo then? I don't know. I think it's the whole premise that um, how can I say this? Um, I think in Hitchcock films, there's always a sense of helplessness, but on the part of the hero. Yeah. And they sort of seem to be fighting against circumstances they can't control, and that was a very strong feature of that film, I think. Because so, I because I know the other. Um, I've, obviously, I've seen North by Northwest, and everyone oh, talks yeah. about North by yeah. Northwest. Again, very entertaining. Yeah, and there's the crop duster um, yeah. scene where yeah. is it James Stewart? No, Cary Grant. Cary Grant, sorry, Cary Grant's being chased by yeah. by a crop dusting plane. Oh, no, no, no. Um, but then there's Rear Window as well. Yeah. Now Rear Window, I guess, as a child watching, normally I'd want to watch something with a little bit of action, but Rear Window. Um, was a new one on me because it interested me even though it was very much set all in the one oh, room, yeah. wasn't it? Absolutely, yeah, so that's another one. Yeah. A little bit like Rope, mm. you just saw um, this this man looking through um, and witnessing something going on in an apartment across the um, across the way. And I will say to anyone, I know they've remade Rear Window now and I haven't watched oh, it. I've never seen that. No, I, I know. I don't think I would watch it. No, but I would say go to the original 
um, rear window, go and watch um, James. Again, that was in colour. Yeah, in colour as well. Yeah, new colour. So there's Alfred Hitchcock now. Um, tell me about John Wayne, Dad. <laughs> well, I used to have an obsession with John Wayne. I used to go out of my way to see any films, and he would take priority. Now, I mean, forget this. This the idea is an extreme right wing. That's nothing to do with it. I'm talking about films. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and I think by the time I'd finished watching films, and I think I'd seen over a hundred of his films, mm. and he was always very good in in at any role he played. He wasn't the best actor in the world, but he had that kind of personality mm. that projected the act, the kind of thing you enjoyed. Yeah, because I think. So I think with me and Westerns, I kind of found my way with some Westerns. But I just know that um, I felt as though with some of them, I don't know whether I'm... I, I'm not even going to name them now. It it felt a little bit formulaic. It felt as though... Well, it, they, 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 they don't make Westerns of any merit anymore. And I don't watch them anyway. No. The last one to make any, of course, was Clint Eastwood. And he, again, simulated John Wayne in many ways. Yeah. Although we did, so so if I'm going to go through the John, so there are some John Wayne films that I really love. So obviously True Grit, mm. um, and I think if anyone's going to pick a John Wayne film, they're going to pick True Grit. And I could identify with that because there was a young girl in it, and she was quite sparky. And you and I went to the cinema to see the remake of True Grit. Yeah, which again was yeah, quite which was good. quite good. Mm. Um, and The Searchers, though. Oh yeah is a film that's in my top 10 films. Mm. And again, I'll say, and I'm sure Dad will ratify this, if anyone wants to watch a, a film that's... In a, when was it made, Dad? About 1956, I think. 1956. So a film that's a little bit of an older film that just grabs you from the start. It's quite the... I would say in the first 30 minutes, it's, it's quite distressing, really. Mm. Um, and I was probably quite young again watching it. But it's enthralling, and it's enthralling film, and it, and it. I don't think it dates the Searchers. No. I really no. don't. Um, so there's the Searchers. There's um, and then he did make a film, which is my sister's favourite film, which is not a western, which is called The Quiet, the Quiet Man. Man. And The Quiet Man is set in Ireland, isn't it? Mm. Um, and what? How would you describe The Quiet Man? It's not no. It's got no Western connotations at all. It's just a pure, pure romantic fantasy in a way. Yeah. But the setting is perfect for this kind of film. Yeah, and it's got a redheaded actress. Um, well, she was a redhead at the time. Called I, I don't think she's alive anymore. No, is she? she died the other year. Did she, Maureen O'Hara? Uh, yeah. Um, and it's got a brilliant soundtrack. Especially there's one scene which is kind of leading up to a fight scene, isn't oh, it? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it is, it is very funny. I can understand why, why my sister really mm. likes it. Um, so, yeah, so it's not that um, I didn't like Westerns per se, but funnily enough, that's not your... None of those are your favourite Western. Um, your favourite Western didn't have John Wayne in it, did it? Now, you're looking like... You oh, yeah, remember. yeah, yeah, of course. What's it called? Shane. Shane, yeah. And why? What, what about Shane? I think it's the whole sweeping essence of the film, really. I've enjoyed it from beginning to end. Yeah. And I think I... And the the plot was also excellent as well. Yeah. And I think, again, isn't... 
isn't Shane a little bit of like one of these films where it's through a young boy's eyes again? They kind of do it in that. Or it you, was. You get, well, yeah. The book was written in, in, with that in mind. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so again, that's another one um, that I liked. So if we go um, go back to some of my favourite actors that I've sort of really like based on my love of films from from you, Dad. Um, I would say. Um, male actors would be Spencer Tracy and Jack Lemmon. All right. Yeah, yeah. and I because I just and I, and there's a film called Do you know Inherit? You well, I'm saying do you know? Obviously, you know Inherit the Wind. Yes, I do know that. Now and that that's was with amazing. Frederick March. And that's yeah. that's got is that's got Spencer is it mm. Spencer Tracy in, isn't it? Yeah. And it's a a legal, a legal film. Yeah. And I remember watching that. That had quite an impact on me. And then the other one is Bad Day at Black Rock. Oh right. Yeah, super film. That. And would you categorise that as a Western then, or not? Not directly as a Western. I mean, superficially, you had those ideas about it, but um, it was definitely it was modern day Western, if you like, really. Yeah. So we'll come back to specific films in a bit. So I remember you telling me when you joined the RAF. How did you, how, because obviously you wanted to continue watching films. So, and when I say join the RAF, that was your national service, wasn't it? Um, so you would have been, is that 18? 19. 19. Mm. So how did you, and where did you watch films then? Well, there weren't many to watch. They used to have a cinema on, on camp. Yeah. Uh, but I also used to go into Dundee quite a bit to watch the odd film there. But I didn't watch many, very many really when I was in the RAF. So when they had the cinema on camp, how long did it take for a film to get, you know, into the cinema there? It weren't up to date at all. Really. No. no. And what sort of films did they show? Well, I can't remember now. Maybe going back sixty over oh, seventy years. Yeah. You know, come on. Oh, come on, Dad! <laughs> you yeah. can't remember any. No, 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 when I say I, mean, I could go to my diary. No, no, no. It. But when well, this oh, yeah. So the other thing I was going to say is, Dad, you still got your. Um, film diaries. Yeah, well, I stopped recording in 1988. Yeah, so 1988. So, yeah, going back to Dad's diaries. But if you think about it, so you started recording when you were 16. So that was... I'm not going to do the maths, Dad. You tell me what year that was. Oh. And I started... I was watching films, let's say, regularly at 16. I didn't start till I was about 17, 18. Let's see, that's 1954 I started logging. 1954, and you stopped logging them when? 1988. 1988. So that's how many books did you end up filling? Um, about two, I think. Two. No, you had more than that. You had masses of books. Three, 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 that's it, yeah. Is that it? Yeah. Because yeah. well, so, so my memories of growing up are that, be, be, okay, before we had video recorders, you would quite likely stay up to the early hours of the morning if a film was on that you had never watched before, as long as it wasn't, because you gave yourself a rule, it couldn't be a TV movie. So it no, couldn't no. be a movie that was made for TV. No. It would have had to have been previously on at the cinema. Is that right? Yeah. In yeah. fact, my first introduction to your mother's parents wasn't very good. Go on, then. Because um, when, I, when I first met them... Uh, your mum and I weren't going out then, but when they first came to to visit your mum in London, there happened to be a film on, and I sat through the film and ignored them the whole time. 
I don't feel very proud about that. Well, as, and as I remember the story, you didn't just, I think, Mum... So you and Mum were dating at this point, weren't you? I don't think so. I don't think, no, I don't think we're we not. We're not, OK. No, no. So, so Nana and Grandad came along to your digs in London yeah. that you were all lodging in. You, this is what um, I think Mum said, and I've heard from Nana as well, you were introduced. I think you might have just looked up yeah, no, and no. then you dragged your chair forward and sat in front of the television to make well it very that, yeah. clear yeah. that they had disturbed your film watching. Yeah, yeah so, yeah, how, how rude. So, and then yeah. Mum still married you. <laughs> I know, it still buzzes, buzzes me to this day. And I think what Mum said was, when she told, was it Nana and Grandad, that she, I don't know, she was dating you or whatever. Oh, yeah. They said, um, not Malcolm, that rude one, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. <laughs> the really rude one. So, yeah, so, and actually, so down in London, didn't you say you... So you worked in London for how many years were you in London Four for? Four years, Four yeah. years. I, I joined the British Film Institute there. OK, so and what did I that mean? To, well, they used to do special viewings of films. Oh, OK. And that was when I was introduced to W.C. Fields. Right. Who I thought was absolutely marvellous as a, as a comic actor. Yeah, well, he has some still great quotes today, the W.C. Fields. Mm. I can't remember any of them right now. So where did you used to watch the films then in London? It's on the South Bank, Water, near Water, not near Water Bridge, I think. Because the South Bank's quite a kind of cultured, yeah. um, art, you know, lots of arts place at the mm. moment. So I won't be surprised. It might be a new cinema, but there probably is a cinema around there. Um, so only at South Bank is that the only place you used was, to go yeah. and watch it? Mm. Um, and did you ever take more? Or you, you always used to go on your own? I used to go on my own, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I can understand that. So, um, and then when you moved back up here with Mum, um, did you carry on going to cinema as much or is it just more watching them on TV? Well, there's a lot more films available on TV then. Yeah. So I used to watch a lot on TV, yeah. Yeah. So I, so yeah, going back, so I remember you used to stay up till early hours of the morning um, watching films and then write it in your book. So you basically, you would, so you would watch... And the rule was, is so normally people will look and think, oh, I'll, oh, I like the look of that, I'll watch it. It didn't matter with you, did it? It no. could be the, excuse my language, the shittest film going, yeah. as long as it had been on at the that. cinema. Yeah, I admit that. But then would you, so if it was really, really bad and you were watching it, would you carry on watching it to the end? Yeah. Just so that you could write it down? Yeah. I've only ever walked out of one film. Which one was that? I think it was a ballet film. I can't remember the name of it. Definitely not the red shoes, I hope. No, 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 no. Some, some, what, ballet film, an older ballet film or more of a modern one? When well, I say modern, I I'm think, talking well, 1970s onwards. Well, that was the only time. Right, OK. So, yeah, I used to watch some dross, I will admit. Yeah. Um, but then <laughs> video recorders came along. Oh, yeah. And um, so that meant that you didn't have to stay up so late, but we would have a whole drawer of videos um, with you writing on which films they were mm -hmm. and we were not allowed to record over them obviously no, until still you watched them um, and there was a little story that I had I was off school um, probably about I don't know 12 years old because I was a, I was in the house on my own mum had gone to work because I was a bit of um, dad will probably raise his eyebrows now because my sister and I were latchkey kids from probably quite an early age. <laughs> learning things all the time, you two. It's yeah. not. No, it did happen. So I, I know actually, I wasn't off sick. I think it was my, it was my great uncle's funeral, and because I was only twelve, I decided 
I wasn't going to go to the funeral. So I was at home and I just thought, I'm just going to go and watch some videos. And this is where Karen, my sister, was really miffed because I put on the Woody Allen film, Everything You Want to Know About Sex, But We're Afraid to Ask. <laughs> just That's news to me. I've told you this one before. Just the sort of film that I probably shouldn't be watching at age 12 and then I think it was, then you'd, you'd already watched it and then it was deleted over. So she was really upset because she was older than me and thought that she, she should have been allowed to watch that. Um, and then the other memories I have are going to the video shop. We'd go to the video shop. Oh, yeah. um, and again, so the videos were started to be around, I think probably from when I was about nine or ten, probably. Mm. Um, so we go to the video shop. But again, I'm... I probably have been too careful about what my daughter could watch from from what age um because you would bring home i don't know a charles bronson um or a dirty harry which had a lot of violence in <laughs> for a young girl but hey ho i still i still enjoyed them um and i'm trying and do you know what actually i remember there were a couple of films um that really piqued my interest which you you just don't see now one of them was called was it and, and it's probably really cheesy now if I watch it but one of them was called Roller Coaster and it had Timothy Bottoms Timothy Bottoms in it wasn't James Kahn was it James Kahn was probably the detective in it so it was a guy that was going round and he was putting um bombs or explosives on roller coasters Oh, that, and no, I wasn't James Caan. I know the one you mean. You had. But the, I don't know what it was called, I can't remember. I think the villain was called Tim- Timothy Bottoms. I think I must have had this penchant for disaster movies. And then the other one was Three Minute Warning. And Three Minute Warning is where they are, they're all in a football stadium. And that oh, one's yeah. got Charlton... I think it's got Charlton Heston in it. And there's a guy who's a sniper who starts shooting sporadically oh, right. at the crowd. Not sure if it suggested I was going down the psychopathic route, um. <laughs> like in films like that. But my my favourite film is Jaws. Right, Steven Spielberg. Yeah, yeah. and um, do you remember, because you know Jaws is being released at the cinema. Um, what, a new version? No, no, no. Um, the original Jaws oh, right. is going to be released at the cinema. Um, I don't know if it's next week or the week after. I might, you and I might go and see it. Um, if you fancy it, I don't mind. I don't mind. Yeah. Um, sorry, I digress. But yeah, so Jaws for me was as a child, it was about the shark and the and the terror. Mm. But as a as an adult, it's about the characters because I'm all about the mm. characters mm. in films. So um, yeah, I could probably go on and on to my dad about films. I just wanted to give an essence of where my interest comes from and just what I've gained from my dad's knowledge of films is probably loads more I could have said but there is a question that I'm going to ask dad because going back to the start I said that there's quite a few people that I come across who don't want to and are not interested in watching films if it's I don't know even earlier than 1960 so if you were going to say to someone like that oh and if they said oh well it's going to be dated um, I'm not going to like it. If you could, I don't know, recommend one or more films for them to watch to start off their interest, what would you say? Well, I, as I said earlier, I would say any film that Alfred Hitchcock is entertaining. Yeah. Whether he made it in the 1930s or 70s. Mm-hmm. Everyone has its own way of value. 
obviously the one I mentioned earlier, The Third Man, but there's also one or two very good American films too, like The Best Years of Our Lives, made in the mid-40s, just after the war ended. So what was that about, Best Years of it's Our about Lives? about three servicemen coming back from the war and how they adjust to civilian life. Okay. And that, I think that film won nine Oscars at the time. So. Oh, did it? Oh, yeah. Oh, right, okay. Um, I mean, there's so many films. Of course, any John Wayne film. I mean, that's my That's your passion, film. yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, the, the films of the 1940s specialised in what they call film noir. Yeah. Were dark crime thrillers, which, of course, lends itself to black and white, doesn't it? Oh, and so now I'm going to say, actually, as well... Um, the other thing that I feel as though that those films definitely lent themselves um, to were it wasn't about whether you're a male actor or a female um, actor. Um, they kind of almost had equal power. So someone like Barbara Stanwyck could draw in just as oh, many yeah. um, or just as much of an audience as someone like. Yeah, James I think Stewart. for a time she was the highest paid star in America. Yeah, so they didn't differentiate, did they, between men or women there? It was, and it no. also wasn't about Barbara Stanwyck being some beautiful woman. No, no, it was the drawing part of the cinema, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. At the, at the, by the Bain public. Yeah, or, and Betty Davis as well. So she. Not so much as Barbara Stanwyck, she not, was. Yeah. So Barbara Stanwyck, so if anyone's. The, the one I would recommend is Double Indemnity. Yeah. Um, as a Barbara Stanwyck film, um, yeah. So and and if they if people want to know where to watch them, because if I look on Netflix and Prime, I can't see a lot of the older films. So there is a channel that you told me about, and you're gonna have to remind me what's the channel that you watch your well, films. Well, they are mainly old British films in a way. It's called Talking Pictures. Talking Pictures, and mm. you can I'm a sh- I think I know you can but get. You can also see them on YouTube as well. If you. Oh, can you? Oh, what yeah. the full full film? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that, Dad. What in good quality? Oh yeah. So all you put, just put the name down of the of the, of the actor or the film, and it'll probably come up. Right. Okay. Oh, I'll have to have a look at that. Um. So talking pictures, which if you this is obviously for anyone listening in the UK is a UK. Well, I don't know if it's a UK channel, but in the UK, it's on Virgin Media and Sky. There is TCM, isn't there? TCM. Yeah. Um. So that's another um channel. But as Dad's just said, that you can um you can also watch them on YouTube. So just give it a go. My challenge is to get my um, 17-year-old daughter to, to watch some of the older films. I've got her into the 1980s ones. I just need to get her back to the past. Okay. And also, Dad doesn't just watch older films. You are a big fan of Quentin Tarantino as well, aren't oh, you? Oh, I do. I do like it. Yeah, yeah. So, but we could go on and on and on um, about Dad's love of films. Um, thanks for talking to me today, Dad. It's been my pleasure, of course, as uh, always. Yes, and if anyone's listening, um, I will be. I'm setting up my social media at the moment so that people can comment. So I'll try and put that in the um, episode notes or let you know on the next episode. But um, at some point, it'd be great if you could um, add a comment maybe about your favourite films or anything you've got from this episode. So until we um, speak again, thanks for listening. And once again, thanks to Dad.